Welcome to the Built to Grow podcast, a podcast for the small to medium-sized business owner to build a strong foundation for their business and expand their knowledge. EIO experts share the latest information on business optimization, employee investment, and compliance to help business owners create engaged employees and gain control over their business. I'm your host, Natalie Hansberg. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the webinar that we're about to speak about. We wanted to dive a little bit closer into COVID-19 and how to be prepared. Um, and if you don't get prepared, be prepared to pay. So I'm going to give the introduction over to Dominic, and he's going to share a little bit about who our panelists are and what we're going to be speaking about today. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Natalie. Uh, my name is Dominic Wikiki. I'm one of the founders of EIO Solutions. Uh, I would like to welcome everyone to our uh, Road to Recovery info webinar where we're calling this one, Be Prepared or Prepared to Pay. Um, as everyone knows, the economy now is finally starting to open on slow pace, uh, but with it, it's gonna come new requirements and challenges for all business owners. There are currently over 80 new guidelines that have been developed, developed for business to implement at the workplaces to ensure that everyone reduces the spread of COVID-19. The government has also increased the number of health and safety inspectors to over 500 which will be visiting workplaces to enforce the guidelines and the Health, the health and Safety Act. Um, with me today, I have some panelists to, to discuss uh, the challenges of businesses uh, going forward. I have with me uh, Amiri Deer. He's our head of our legal department and representing Hummingbird Law. I have uh, Frank Bobenzero, another co-founder of uh, EIO Solutions. And I have Dom Spina, an ex-ministry, a labor inspector uh, with 25 years experience. Um, and finally, I have Natalie Hansford, who is our director of HR at EIO Solutions. Uh, Nat, uh, I'll bring it back to you. Yeah, sounds great. So what we wanted to first go over is a little bit of a clip from the CBC News um, where a local lawyer is talking about what are the impacts that are going to happen if you don't start to take COVID-19 a little bit more seriously in the workplace, specifically when it comes to health and safety. So we're going to play a little clip and then we're going to chat a little bit about it afterwards. What are the obligations and considerations for an employer right now? Let me give you the number one consideration. You don't want to get sued and bankrupted. And if the reality is, if you don't maintain a safe workplace, if you're careless, if you're sloppy, if you don't do all the things I'm about to suggest, and employees come in and they get sick from COVID because other employees with COVID come into the workplace, you can get sued potentially for family people's death or serious illness. And whatever else you want to think about a particular employer, no one wants that. And no one wants that. So what employers have to do is make sure they have a safe workplace. First of all, require social distancing. Secondly, have sanitation stations, lots of cleanliness, make sure it's regularly cleaned, make sure there's facilities nearby to wash your hands as frequently as possible in addition to sanitation stations, make sure that anyone with COVID symptoms or flu systems or sickness is not permitted in the workplace. And that's widely announced, whether it's members of the public or employees or anyone at all. <laughs> then discipline people who break any of those rules who refuse to socially distance, for example. And if you do all of those things, you have a safe workplace. Then you can invite 
your employees to return to work. Now, many employees don't want to return to work right now. They're saying, gee, I pay $2,000 a month on the serve. You're paying me a little more than that. Why should I come back to work? Well, the answer is we've got to get the economy moving again. We've got to get businesses started again. And if employees refuse safe work, and ultimately a health and safety inspector can verify it's safe, they lose their jobs and they lose their serve and they lose their AI. So this is an interesting recording and specifically because I think with COVID-19 happening now, we're all starting to really realize how severe the health and safety is and how important it is in the workplace. Um, And I know we're going to kind of chat about this recording specifically a little bit more, but we didn't really think about how people could be sued in this chance of COVID-19 coming into work, the workplace. And there's been so many outbreaks recently. It's been getting a little bit carried away and out of control. But Dom, what are your thoughts on how important it is in the workplace on having all these procedures in place? Um, Because I know for businesses, it is a little bit overwhelming, but as long as they're following the processes, um, what are your thoughts? Well, basically going forward, I mean, we're we're through unprecedented times right now, and the and the government is trying to stop this COVID nineteen, but at the same time, they have to keep the economy going. Yeah. Uh, um, and because of that, though, they do they did have to put these these guidelines in place. Number one, in order to to flatten the curve, as the the, the new term is, um, but that's part one. And part two is well, we need to enforce this enforce these guidelines in order to flatten the curve because what they're trying to avoid now is another shutdown they don't want all of us on the curve going the other way and then they're going to make an announcement saying oh no we're shutting everything down again and that's it that could be disastrous to the economy to the countries uh and to the country's uh, overall economy no absolutely and i think a lot of people um and we're going to go over this really soon is that you can't forget about everything else you're supposed to implement in the workplace right now. And they're, they were talking in this video that obviously the MOL officers are going to start to make sure and regulate it, step in, come see what's going on and potentially give you orders. Um, but I think one of the main things that people are, are forgetting about is that all the other stuff you still had to implement before COVID-19 is still in place. And this is just adding on to that list of all the other things now you have to implement and making sure that people are safe in the workplace, which a lot of people are kind of putting on the back burner, which they, they shouldn't be. That's right. The, the checklist for companies has now doubled in size to get things done. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we wanted to quickly go over what to expect from the Ministry of Labor. A lot of times people are either uh, understanding what the process is or have never gotten a visit before, so they don't know what to expect when they do come on site. Um, So the top three three things that you have to kind of keep in consideration is they've been hired to protect the public. So they're there for the reason and they have all the same goal is to make sure that everyone's following the right procedures so that they can be healthy and safe safe in the workplace. And specifically their target right now is COVID-19. So one of the main things is obviously expect a visit whenever, especially with all the new officers that have been hired on. We're talking about a couple people seeing officers a couple times a day, um, every single day sometimes. It totally depends on the size of your workplace or your site, um, and they're, they're visiting quite often. Uh, And they're there to mandate and enforce new guidelines with the Health and Safety Act. Um, But Dominic, maybe you can kind of touch upon the AB guidelines that were now in effect in addition to all the other guidelines that were prior to COVID-19. Oh, absolutely. The the guidelines were specifically designed for COVID-19. And what they're mandating like business to do is number one is is to put uh, a COVID-19 policy in place that outlines what you're going to be doing to uh, protect uh, 
the health and safety of your worker from COVID-19. So things like social distancing, uh, cleansiness, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, just making sure that when people do come to work and, and they have a fever, they have a policy in place to say, okay, I'm going to send them home. Uh, they have to self-isolate, then they come back to work, uh, things like that. But what's really important is that now they have these guidelines, but then from the guidelines, you really have to develop uh, standard operating procedures, which we'll talk uh, about later on in, in this webinar. So the next one is, what will the Ministry of Labor do? And this is obviously questions regarding liability or what the, um, what the fines could potentially be. So they hand out fines up to $750 per contravention, but this has obviously <laughs> increased. People are receiving $1,000 fines on the spot. It totally depends on what your workplace looks like and if you have little to no health and safety in place. And Again, they're all there for the same reason. They're there to make sure that you're, there, you're protecting your, the health and safety of your workers and the fines could get pretty intensive, especially on site. They could issue shutdown orders on the spot, especially if you're not following any guidelines. Um, so before, if you didn't have a guard on your machine, they could issue a shutdown order. But now it's as simple as not having any sanitized area sections or no one social distancing in the workplace. So there's a lot of different reasons as to why they could shut you down. Um, they could issue orders, so give you a bunch of warnings, give you a list of to-dos, basically, um, and try and work with you on getting the, the, the workplace safe again. Um, and then they could also lay charges to non-compliant businesses, and this could also mean jail time, depending on how non-serious you're taking the situation. Yeah, this is something maybe uh, we could pass over to Dom Spina, uh, since he, you know, he's been, he spent 25 years of his career actually doing this, uh, Dom, maybe you can um, add on to uh, exactly what the Ministry of Labor does in, in cases where yeah. you know, companies are not following protocol. Let me say this, that this is uh, one time uh, that uh, Ministry of Labor and the enforcement people will take over to the full extent. They don't want to come in and give you employers a warning or even the employees they'll come in with their ideas to really prove the point how serious this is. And I don't believe that my 25 years uh, with the Ministry of Labor, we ever had anything uh, such as this. We had SAR, which it was <clears throat> nothing uh, like it is now. So the Ministry of, Labor's, uh, Ministry of Labor is, is just a policeman of industry, construction, and mining. Simple as that. Uh, unfortunately, they don't have a gun. That's the only thing that is missing. They can come in anytime. They can go in uh, two or three times a day. They can go in the front door. They can go in the back door. Uh, so they can do pretty well whatever they feel it's necessary. And correct me if I'm wrong, Dom, but you guys actually carry a badge, don't you? We do have a badge uh, in, yeah, from about uh, <clears throat> oh, 10 years or so before I retire. There is, there, there's a badge and it sounds, it looks exactly like the police. Uh, the badge, it doesn't really give you any more than the green book. That's the key. The green book the act, the regulations are the key the inspector really follow. And they follow by uh, issuing orders. Uh, that's done on a daily basis. 
shut down production and machines so that they're not adequately guarded or safe to the employees. Uh, they can find also employees, uh, supervisors, and of course the employer uh, up to $750 I hear, but uh, they can be a heck of a lot low, uh, higher. Uh, they can take company, and that's a, this is right on the spot, but they can also take the employer and the supervisor to court. And then that will be decided by a judge and the lawyers and so on. The sanitation in this particular situation or when employers do open, it's a key because, uh, you know, we are told over and over and over to wash our hands, wear gloves, wear a mask. It is a problem sometimes for employers to convince employees to wear pro personal protective equipment. I think that this is a time that employers should really take control of this situation. Uh, what I mean is you educate the workers, no question about it, how to wear it and so on and so forth, how to wash their hands, how to, but the ultimate responsibility, it is the employer. And this is a time that I would advise every employer in Ontario, which we're talking about, to really take control of the situation. Have the policies in place. And if you have a union in, in your workplace, you want to develop these policies and procedures with the consent of the union. And if you don't, uh, also in, involve some employees that you get their opinion. But once you have the policies and procedures, I would advise employers to follow it to a T. Don't let the Ministry of Labor come and, and do it for you because they're not there to help you. Simple as that. Yeah, they're so there to enforce the law. Yeah, so just uh, kind of summarizing to what you've said, uh, a little statistic in the last um, seven weeks, they've almost uh, had 8,000 inspections done at uh, Ontario businesses. They've yeah. issued almost uh, 4,800 orders and they've shut down 40 businesses. And that's just in the last eight weeks. Yeah. yeah. And then just as looking at this present slide here, they can, they can show up. Well, first of all, they're, not all businesses are open yet and they've hired more. So the chances of you being visited is very, very high. And they can come um, just because of a blitz, because there is a positive uh, test result, uh, that the injury happened. Uh, past compliance complaints, which are happening more and more, I think though, those have increased this year. Um, and just by driving by, they go, I haven't seen this place. I'm just going to drive by because they've seen something, right? Uh, so be prepared. be prepared. Yeah, just just think about it. Eight, they visited eight thousand businesses in the last seven weeks. That's a lot of businesses. How many new employees and inspectors have they hired? <laughs> They they hire an additional like sixty ish, so they're over they're over well over five hundred inspectors right now in Ontario, and they're still hiring. Yeah, they're still hiring. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a change of mindset because before when you were talking about being unsafe at work, it was 
almost a direct impact to those employees that are around or using that piece of equipment. But now we're talking about a way bigger picture here. It's the mindset of it's not just you now. It's you bringing it home to your family or it's employees bringing it home to their family. So the mindset has completely shifted in the sense of everyone really has to take this seriously because it's not just you that will be impacted by this. And then another factor that, I don't know, just to be devil's advocate is this. Yeah. What is this costing the province of Ontario? So Ontario's deficit to quadruple to $41 billion due to the coronavirus cost. So Yeah. So that that begs the question, whether these inspections are really bonafide or whether they're just out to make money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Try to pay this down. Yeah. And the the deficit is going to, that's a deficit for uh, 2021. The deficit for 21-22 is going to jump by another $25 billion. So I could see these inspections being a lot more aggressive, right? Exactly, exactly. Small business fuel the economy. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Yep. And, and there's on fines right now corner. that people are getting that are hundreds of thousands of dollars due to the coronavirus right now. So absolutely. It's not just a couple hundred dollars we're talking about. It's, it right. could be thousands. Yeah. Can I yeah. say something else about the inspectors? Sure. Yeah. The inspector usually, they haven't got anything to lose. Uh, In other words, if they have to issue you a dozen tickets and they have to take you to court, it's not money out of their pockets. They don't spend the penny. The only money that is spent is by the employer, basically. And if the individual or the workers get tickets, but the inspector themselves, they don't spend a penny out of their pockets. So they want to see it right through to the maximum. And I'm sure that training that I got uh, so many years ago and the training that these new inspectors get today, it's quite different. Because at that time, we were also a little bit of facilitating. I tell you right now, that is out the door. There's not facilitating. It's all enforcing, enforcing, enforcing. That's that's my opinion. Well, so, do, they, do they work like police officers where they have a quota? Uh, well, they don't have, yeah, yeah. They have to have so many inspection a, a year. They have to have so many uh, orders. They have to, yes, pretty well. They have to meet, um, they have to earn their salaries. Wow. Yeah. So even yeah. if uh, even even if we're all uh, even if we're all complying and we have everything in place, we're still looking for stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 That's all right. Yeah. Well, now now we we threw a lot of stuff out there. I mean, we we um, we basically said, you know, you know, you could get fined, you can get this. We we know what the inspectors are up to, but I think now we 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 should switch gears and maybe talk about. Okay, let, let's get compliant here. So you don't have to worry about the inspectors because I'm pretty sure, and, and Dom Spina kind of already alluded to it, is that as long as you know, you're following the guidelines and what have you, chances are that you know, they may come for a visit and then they'll leave you alone afterwards, right? Um, but when it comes to um, making sure that you, know, you are complying, the key word is due diligence. And this is where um, I want to pass it over to uh, Amiri Deer, our, our legal team, and maybe just explain a little bit about due diligence, Amiri. Yes, so with 
due diligence, what I want people to appreciate is yes, we are living in unprecedented times, but we all have to take the requisite measures or do everything we possibly can to avoid the spread of the virus. Now, of course, you can never guard against every single eventuality, but what we find is that if you develop, implement, and maintain safe systems of working, then you considerably minimize the risk to you and your company and the spread of the virus to your employees and anyone they come into contact with. And if you do that, well, then you're safe in terms of the law. Due diligence is important. Doing everything that you can to avoid the spread of the virus, and that involves keeping uh, a clean uh, work environment and everything that uh, Dom has made mention of. And what, you, what this all comes from, or the genesis of this, is having a proper policy in place, implementing that policy, making sure that everybody is aware of it. It's not just good enough to have the policy written down. And then on a daily basis, making sure that you maintain that policy implement it, make sure your areas are clear, make sure there's appropriate reporting, make sure everything is in line so that when the inspectors come, that they do not have too much work to do in terms of reprimanding you. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and, and Amiri as well, I mean, you mentioned the three steps here, which is, which is perfect. Um, and I'm sure Dom can attest to this too, is that, you know, you can go to a website, or to a website, sorry, you go to a company, and ask a bunch of questions. Oh, you have this, you have this, you have this. And the owners can say, yeah, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Is mm-hmm. that good enough? <laughs> no, it's not good enough. Uh, I, one thing I would like to say too is uh, policemen never like, or women, that people lie to them. Inspectors are the same. Uh, you tell them exactly how you run the plan because they'll find out. And if you tell them that you have this, 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 and that, I used to say, okay, 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 okay. And we need a personal protective equipment to get into the plant. The first thing I would do, not wear my safety glasses. So they open the door, I have no safety glasses. I won't go into the plant. And if the employer or the person that I had with me from representing the company would not say to me, Don, you have to wear your safety glasses or your ear protection. I will walk a few steps and I said to the fellow or whoever was with me, what happened to my safety glasses? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you know that they're not really enforcing it. It's there, but if the inspector can walk in, you're present without the necessary protective equipment and they say nothing. So what do they say to the employees? So this is why I said earlier, take control. And if prime minister walks in your plant and you need safety protection equipment, whether it's masks or whatever, whatever, make sure that the prime minister wears a damn thing. So then the employers and the employees, especially they know that you mean it. Yeah. Because if you make exceptions, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And then obviously on a legal standpoint, Amiri, is that, uh, I mean, it's it's always on the onus on the employer that they have to prove all this stuff is done. So how important is documentation? 
Yes, certainly. Remember, you bear the onus. Ultimately, even though they're going to question employees when they get there, they're going to question management, the, the number one duty is on the employers. And so you must have everything documented. That is a key. That is where it starts in the development and implementation process. And then, of course, once it is documented, it's easy to maintain because you have a guide that you could always refer to and make sure you're always adhering to it. Perfect. That's so what if, what, if employers, uh, what if employers don't take it as seriously or, you know, they tell the inspector, oh, I didn't know that. Dom, what do you say to, to that? Well, the, you know, what's the whole thing that ignorant does not... Uh, ignorance of the law is no excuse. Exactly. It's no, right. And there is no excuse. Right. Uh, you have, you, you know, you, you're running a business, so you have to know the law. And right. the laws are on you as the employer. And yes. if you don't know, you better learn it. You better ask people that know. If That's you great. need help... Yep. You know, people do need help. If you need help, get the help. Yeah, there's so lots there's of resources. people in there that can help you. Yeah, there's lots of resources out there. And, you know. and, and, and that's once you get the help and the policies and procedures are in place, then it's up to the employer to yeah. really enforce it. No, exactly. And, and that comes to the next question is, how do you prepare for your visit? Uh, maybe now you can go through this, this one quickly. Yeah, so obviously we've been talking about so much, uh, so many steps and so many things to consider and it can be a lot, it can be really overwhelming. Um, so we kind of just broke it down to some of the things that you really need to start focusing on immediately and that way you can take the next steps to making sure you are compliant in the workplace. So as of right now, the first thing is obviously implementing COVID-19 policies and procedures and this is before opening. You can't do it while you're opening, you have to have these things in place before that way employees know exactly what the process is and what they're doing to protect themselves and other workers that are in the workplace. Um, educating your staff through basic employee training. And we were even discussing like something as simple as what you think is as simple as taking gloves off. Um, there's a certain way you have to take your gloves off. And if people aren't doing so, it's almost like they shouldn't be wearing gloves at all. So making sure you're, you're educating your staff as, as simple as just washing your hands, taking off your gloves, how to put a mask on properly. Um, and of course, all the other uh, training that's supposed to be taken in the workplace on an on a annual basis. Updating your health and safety board with the documents required. We have added even more documents now with COVID-19. So making sure that is up to date and it's all available for the employees um, easily accessed having your joint health and safety meeting minutes and inspection notes easily available. So even if you're uh, on site, making sure you have it in your binder and it's uh, readily available for all the employees. And then having your health and safety and employee manual easily available to yourself and your staff. This is really important as well. And then having a third party be a part of your team. And the reason why we added this in here is because this can be very overwhelming, the entire process. Um, and that's why EIO Solutions is here to help. So if you're listening to this entire webinar and you're confused on what to do, what are the next steps? How do I implement all these things? Because um, of course we're experts in this and we've learned this for years. We didn't just learn this overnight, so we don't expect you guys to learn this overnight either. So we go through a process with our what we call the EIO journey. So we always start and we take each company on its own because it depends on what industry you're in, how many employees you have, 
And there's so many different processes. So we, we started an EIO audit and we, we make sure you have a dedicated expert and we look at absolutely everything from documents to processes um, to safe work environments. And we make sure that you're safe from liability and you're compliant in the workplace. We implement those proper policies and procedures that's going to protect you and your workforce, especially when the Ministry of Labor were to come on site. And then we help guide you and help maintain and optimize your employee investments and guide you through the way. So again, we know that this can be overwhelming and this entire process can be as well. So that's why EIO Solutions is here to help. So if you have any questions or you need anything, all you have to do is email us at hello at eiosolutions.com or visit us on our website at eiosolutions.com. <laughs>